Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with new co-host Debbie Garcia. And this is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're so happy that Debbie Garcia decided to join us. She's she's the new co-host on Friday. And uh, Debbie, I mean, first of all, thank you for deciding to come on board. Really appreciate that. Um, second, I also want to let you know, we, we may actually get a third at some point because Rita Giganti, who had been one of the co-hosts, may be coming back. We're not really quite, quite sure yet, but uh, she's going to let us know probably around the end of March, something like that. But uh, in the meantime, we'll just have some fun. And, you know, last time we talked here on the podcast, I think it was like last October-ish or something like that, somewhere back then, and had a really good visit with you. Um, today, it looks like you're having a good visit period. I mean, you're, you're like in paradise right now. I am. I am. I am in Palm Desert, California, uh, near Palm Springs, near Rancho Mirage. And I'm at a country club and uh, hanging out with Josie Herndon. We're, we have a lot of work we're doing this weekend and a seminar we're doing and some other stuff, which so, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how I love California, period, okay, because this mm-hmm. is the reason. I live in Huntington Beach and literally just a two-hour drive away, and here I am, and I am in another area of California that's glorious. And this is in particular, this is just beautiful. Um, but this this right here is what I believe, this is a reflection of my inner being, just what I'm looking around and seeing. But that is life. You know, when we look around and you see when you, before we start hating our life too much, I really love that we can love and appreciate it because it's a direct reflection of our inner being for sure. And this would be, this is pretty well where I'm at right now. I'm feeling pretty peaceful and relaxed and it's. Well, it shows. I mean, you know, if we follow your analogy through, then your inner being is glowing right now. Right. It's, yeah. It's, oh, it's ah. You know, um, I went through a few days, Walt, where I was really attached to some outcomes, and I was fighting that eternal fight that we all face. Oh yeah. When shit's not when st- oops when things aren't working out quite the way that we want them to work out, and we just were like, you know, I started pulling the all. How did I retract this? And blah blah blah. And really, it, that's um not it. It's how did I reflect this? What am I reflecting? Mm. What am I seeing? What is going on inside of me that's creating this reality for me to take a look at and see where it is that I'm just holding on and see, do you know how I broke it? I mean, this is just, oh my God, this was so cool, dude. What happened? Okay. So after like three or four days, and it was all money-based stuff. I want to just be clear what this was. It wasn't okay. people, it wasn't even people stuff. Yeah. After like, Three or four days of being a stress case, which didn't work for me at all. It doesn't <laughs> it never <ever>. does. <laughs> My no, God. Not really. <laughs> never. And so here I was, this big, just, yeah, it was nuts. And I got in my car. I live really close to the beach. So I got in the mm. car and it doesn't matter where you live, though. This would work for anybody. I got in the car and took off and I went for a drive. Mm. The minute that I saw the water, I just kind of went into my relaxation mode. Right. But I blared the music. You know, if you're blaring the music or you do something that gets you out of your own head, yeah. that's what I did. I got out of my own way. I got out of my own head. And what wound up happening is all the answers that I needed came in immediately. Nice. Really uh, nice. Now, yeah, totally. Now, sometimes that doesn't happen. They don't come in right away. But that's just more... But I'd rather have felt like that. And at that point, I could have given a crap about the answers. I'm like, oh, I'm over it. I will breathe and I will get through this no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm just done. That attachment, though. And that is the biggest issue is when we're attached to things and we think they need to be a certain way. No at least kidding. in my world. Oh, well, it's not just your world. It's it's my world. It's I think it's everybody's world. I don't care how advanced you are as a conscious creator. You come into a world of contrast, stuff's going to happen. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of it, right? You know, so it it isn't so much whether it's going to happen. It's more along the lines of what are you going to do about it when it happens? How are you going to handle it? How are you going to respond to it? How are you going to feel about it? What are you you going to hang on to? What are you going to let go of? That's really what it's all about, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. So that happened, right? And it's how I responded to it. You're 100% right. I stopped reacting and started responding. And then I got a phone call from Josie, she's like, hey, you know, I've got this thing going on and this weekend, and I'd really love for you to come out here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought. Nice. Good timing. Yeah. I, you, oh, you want me to come hang out with you in the country club for the weekend? It's rough, really rough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a tough decision, but you know, somebody's got to do it. So this morning we got up at 6.45 and we made our juice and we did our, I mean, it's just been, it's been a full-blown retreat almost type nice. of thing where we're focusing on mind, body, and spirit the whole weekend. All of this because I had I made a split second decision to get out of my own head. That's beautiful. That's smart too, because that's what it takes. Seriously, I'd rather be. Listen, I wasted so much of my life. I'm 53, and I wasted so much of my life um, wishing and hoping and and stressing and worrying and and all of these other things. Hey, I'm 63. I've been doing it 10 years longer than you have. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you you got one up on me. Yeah, there you, go. Just a, you, you really have been doing it a little bit longer. But this this is exactly something to brag about. I'm just saying. You know. Well, I don't know if we ever actually totally break it. I think we do it to ourselves just for fun, just to see if we can manage to get it's like probably yeah. You know, it's like that song that you just yeah, I don't know the rat yeah. in the cage. How can we get out of the cage, the maze this time? Or which, which, what maze are we going to put ourselves through this time? I think, I think I'd go for that cheese. Nah, it's just, it's life is, life is this fun game and it's worth living. Mm. You know, um, that's kind of the thing. So you're 53, I'm six, you're 63, I'm 53. Well, I'll go for 53 if you want to give me that. That's fine. I'm just saying. Well, I was going to give myself 10 years just now, apparently. So. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You might want to rethink that one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I actually, age is, is not relevant in. It, it really isn't. No, no. At this point, what age does is it gives me experiences to go off of. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the kind when I was 30 that. I just didn't have the same mechanisms to make decisions from now. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, I'm in exactly the same space because up until I was actually around your age, I was pretty much clueless. I mean, you actually had have information at 53. I didn't have at that age. Isn't that something? Yeah. Right. And I'm so grateful that I have it now, largely through having done this podcast now for a little over eight years with a whole bunch of people who know this stuff a whole lot better than I do. It's a great way to learn. Let me tell you, the best way to learn is to do a podcast. You learn so fast doing it that way. Absolutely. I've been you know? doing I've been doing spirituality gone wild for almost four years. Cool. And it's I always say that it's one of the things I recognized that you and I have in common is that wondrous ability to be able to interview really cool people. Mm. And we're in school all the time. Like right? constantly. Yeah. And I oh love my that. God. Yeah. It's, right? it's, it's the best way to learn. And it's the best way to raise vibration too. I mean, I don't totally. care how my day is gone. I don't care how the week is gone. If I haven't had a chance to go do what you do and take that, you know, that two hour drive or whatever, doing the podcast, that'll just pick me right up every yeah, time, yeah. every single, there's never been an exception that I can think of, except for one episode. I can remember one episode we did. It was a really depressing topic and it was about the only one that never picked me up. Other than that, out of some, some like 1400 episodes that I've done over the years. That was the only one that didn't lift me up. All the rest of them just picked me right up. So yeah, doing a podcast is a great way to go. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think the, the biggest part about this that I love is the fact that it is, it is, I can be a light, you know, one of the things that we, I, when I get stuck in those modes, like I was, and everybody's been in them Mm -hmm. where you're just like, you're finding it hard to breathe. Your anxiety's going up. You're you're not sleeping well because you're just like things. It's fear. Yeah. Fear, fear about. I sat there worrying about shit that wasn't eat stuff. I just did it again. Um, <laughs> That's all right. We survived. <laughs> I, 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 I We sit there. I don't have a spirituality gone wild, guys. I just don't have rules. So 
my mouth sometimes. It just does that thing. And I actually, you're, you're right in, in sync with Fridays because Rita in particular just lets F bombs drop all the time. Oh, that's and, good. And, and Linda gets an S bomb occasionally in there too, although, you know, Linda's no longer on the show, but, um, she had to move on to do some other stuff, but Fridays are well peppered. Let's put it that way. Well so, peppered. yeah. And most, for most of the time, it's not an issue. The only time it's an issue is we do have a video version of the show that goes on local cable access. So I just have to go through and put a little blip in anytime that we do that. So I keep a little note. But other than that, not a big deal. He's not keeping notes, guys. He's keeping notes on I my know. mouth. I love that. I love yeah. that. I mean, seriously, he's got to. I mean, geez, you got to keep him on his toes. <laughs> this is what we already probably knew. Is keep, keep Walt on his toes by slipping a little, you know extracurricular word in there. <laughs> extracurricular word okay <laughs> <laughs> well some of the words we use could be have many many different meanings in fact mm. osho has the best video ever on oh, yeah. the descriptions of the word on the f-bomb mm. seriously it's i don't think i've ever heard it explained as beautifully as osho does it okay Just youtube that oh my I, I just, I do that just for fun, just so I can sit and laugh and, and that's laughter. So the ways, how do we break the monotony of the, of the anxiety and the stress and all of those things that are happening in our life? And there's so many tools, you know, if, if you're stuck in that loop to loop, like I was over a couple of days, do the, what's the best music is one, but also. Music's a great one. But laughter, man. Yep. I can't be pissed off and laughing at the same. Well, wait it's a not, minute, can I? Well, it, if you really work hard at it, you can. But that takes a lot of work to do that. No, I'm just trying to think. Like, have I ever been so angry? I've been so angry that I started laughing at the irony of my stinking anger. Mm, and okay. and like I've laughed at myself, going, "Really? <laughs> you just <laughs> you you just did that?" But you know the funniest. The funniest thing that happened today for me of all the stuff, and this is just, this just happened was that realization of I am, well, it didn't happen today, but I'm the only common denominator, Walt. Yeah. It's one of those things that's kind of annoying. No matter where we go, we bring ourselves with us and we bring the stuff with us. Yeah. I so tried to move it. I followed me. It, it doesn't work. I know. I tried, to escape that. I tried to escape that little shit. And she just, <laughs> exactly. She's just like, Oh yeah, no, I'm right here. Yeah. Bags packed, the whole nine yards, and I'm like, "What the hell? I, th- I'm over here to start my new life with my new me. Oh no, mm-hmm. you're still. Oh no, I get to come, no matter what. Me, myself, and Irene. Think what's his name was on to uh, Jim Carrey was on to a really good one there. That was mm-hmm. me, myself, and I, me, myself, and Irene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show the real trick is can we, and of course the answer is yes, can we and are we willing to make the shifts in our thinking, in the way we approach things, in our perspective, so that we can be a different me, so to speak. And then we stop taking all that old crap with us, which is really what the goal is anyway, because that's how we stay in that high vibe space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Walt, do you have any questions for me? Um, well, actually, I've got a little news to pass along. <gasps> you do? Tell I me. I do. Yeah. This is actually society-wide news um, because one of the things that we like to do here on the show is not just talk about what happens within conscious creator circles, but what happens in the wider population, most of which knows nothing at all about the law of attraction or conscious creation or vibration or any of that other good stuff. Yeah. And I, I like to kind of keep tabs to track where the overall global shifts are happening. That, that's been a theme for quite some time here on the Friday episodes, particularly with Linda and Rita. Linda, for the two, three years that she was on the show, was continuously talking about all the different ways Earth in general, the population of the Earth, are, are like on this, this increasing vibration track that's been going on for quite some time now and, and will continue to go on. Mm-hmm. And so I like to pay attention to it. And it's really been happening lately, particularly with the thing that's been hanging over most people's heads for the past year, and that's the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people aren't aware of this, but according to the health departments of the 50 right. U.S. states, 20 million people in America have now recovered from COVID. 
Now oh, you don't get awesome. that for the news, but 20 million people have recovered. I mean, that's, I believe that. that's pretty, and if you look worldwide, 91 million people have recovered from COVID. 91. Oh, what a beautiful number. Yeah. Yeah. And also, according to the Centers for, for Disease Control, about 16% of the U.S. population have received at least one dose of the vaccine. That comes to about 52 million people. Over 8% wow. have received the full two doses. And of course, that's before the Johnson & Johnson single doses come out. So that's about 26 million. And I mean, that's not something, again, that you hear a whole lot about. But that's, you know, I, I'm not really saying that you need to have a vaccine to not get COVID or anything like that, mm-hmm. because certainly if you're high vibe, you're going to do, be doing a lot just to keep yourself off that track anyway. That's certainly right, what right. I've been doing. A lot of people have been doing, but I look at it this way. So many people do believe that the vaccine is important. And as long as they believe it's important, when they know that the vaccine is coming, regardless of what they intend, otherwise they're going to raise their vibration. They really mm-hmm. almost can't help it. Because they're feeling better about the fact, oh, we're all getting vaccinated. Hmm. And you see, I don't know about you, I'm seeing it a lot in just people that I see here in my area. People, I mean, you go into the stores, well, first of all, that, that gray cloud that hung over everybody for months is pretty much gone now. I mean, you can almost people, see people smiling through their masks which is pretty cool. You know, I mean, just the whole, it's like, well, it started about like toward the end of January. It's like the entire nation (sighs) took a breath, you know, and just released a bunch of anxieties and released a bunch Mm -hmm. of blocks and so forth. And while we're seeing it also in the overall um, infection numbers, the infection numbers are dropping. It was supposed to be this big Super Bowl spreader. That didn't happen. You know, I mean, the whole thing, and, and of course, the newsies are going to keep doing what they're going to keep doing to try to keep, right. you know, scaring us and so forth. But I look at what's actually happening, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty darn good, you know? I, in fact, I've been saying for, I think, since like last summer, that by around April of this year, we were going to see a significant change. And I'm really pleased to say, I think that's actually going to be true now. I wasn't 100% sure then. I'm pretty darn sure now. We're going to see by by the by around April 1st, the population in general is going to be feeling a whole lot better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Which of course, I mean, we know what that means. That means everybody's lives just improved substantially. So, this yeah. is good times. This yeah, is good yeah. stuff. We got to celebrate yeah. this stuff. This is because I mean, when good stuff comes along, right? You got to celebrate it. You got to say thank you. Sure do. Yeah. Well, what I what I'm hearing from you is that that you're looking for what is working in the world. Yeah. I love, I love that. The other day I was at the grocery store, speaking of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I'm in my car and I'm waiting out, waiting for my son. And this older uh, gentleman and his wife, and I, and I mean older, and I'd have to guess they were probably late 80s. Okay. Maybe closer to 90. Sure. And he was brushing her hair to get her ready to go into the store. I actually snuck a couple. I I was, I had to, I had to, I had to sneak a couple of photos just because it was so precious. Yeah. Seriously. So there was one. And then I had another experience uh, that came up where I saw that there was this Oprah billboard and this Oprah billboard said, like, encourage everyone you meet. Mm. I'm, like, sitting back going, wow. Yeah. That is absolutely extraordinary. The little things that we can find that are happening out in the world that are good things. And I love that you brought that up. Um Whatever, whatever it is that works for somebody is what works for somebody. If, and, but, but I personally think finding things that are more on the, on the up and up and positive might just present a better, more exciting, fun way of living. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, isn't that just a trip? It is. Well, and it's a fun trip because it's when you, you don't, again, you don't have to be vibrationally aware in order to have fun with people who aren't vibrationally aware. It doesn't matter. Just well, the fact, just the fact that everybody's feeling better is going to produce a better result. Period. Yeah, yeah. I was reading in the Dow. Uh, I'm studying the Dow right now, and one of the things that struck me was that until that we try to be good, 
there is no polarity. I mean, if we just are, we just are. It's not good or bad. You're not judging it to be right, right or wrong, period. Yeah. So when we're not trying to be good, we're just are, you see. Mm-hmm. But we're not trying to be something. We just are. And I loved that. And I think that that's super important right now because I am – I just am without it being good without, and this is when it comes to anybody and their perspectives, everybody having their different perspectives. Isn't that beautiful? It's gorgeous. Isn't it great just to let people just have their, and, okay. All right. And, and, and I love that it's real for you. Does that mean I'm going to agree with it? It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. I mean, well, actually I can, I can guarantee you that in many cases I won't agree. But like you say, who cares? I mean, I, I, why, if I'm not going to care, why should you care? <laughs> right, right. Because people people agree and disagree based upon perceptions and yeah. belief systems that they were integrated with when they were born and when yeah. they were, you know, in the family. And growing were, up. Oh, yeah. All the programming that we get along the way. Yeah, sure. That's so, That's been like an ongoing theme in all of our lives. Right. Um, what, they, what, what, what it really is, though, and, and this is the the big insight that I've gained over the last couple of years, and it's exactly along the lines of what you're talking about when you're talking about not seeing anything as, you know, being particularly good or whatever. Uh-huh. When you don't apply the morality or what they often call it the judgment. When you just simply appreciate for what it is, even if it's not something that you particularly like, it, it's not like you have to focus on it and draw it into your life. It's going to be there. You're going to be way over there on the other side of the world and you're fine, you know, no big deal. But just by appreciating the fact that it's there, you get better. Totally. You get better. You just get better. And really, the most important thing any of us can do, you, you mentioned how you were dealing with some um, uh, some dollar issues, right? You were, yeah. you were kind of attached to some stuff yeah. and so forth. And we've all been there. We've all done that kind of a thing. When we're trying to get away from that, it, it can be a bit of a challenge. But once we do get away even a little bit just by finding that vibrational raising thing, maybe we haven't totally de- de- detached yet. Maybe we haven't you know, separated from it yet. But that's what you did when you took your drive. You just kind of found a way to get yourself into a better vibe place, even though you hadn't let go yet. And when you do that, an amazing thing happens. It's easier to let go. Why? Because you're higher vibe. The higher vibe is really what we're going for. And, you know, there's going to be times where we we latch onto stuff and like, oh, God, why hasn't this thing shown up? Why haven't I manifested this? Why hasn't that happened and so forth? But as long as we're predominantly in the high vibe space, we don't hang on to that as long. It's not like we even have to work at it. It's not like, it's not like I get into the high vibe space and say, okay, I'm now going to let go of this stuff that I have been hanging on to for so long now. And it's going to take me a lot, but I'm going to really, it, it doesn't go that way. It's more like, oh, wow, how nice everything is. What was it? What was I worried about? <laughs> I can't remember what it was. That's more the way it goes. Right. Well, what if, what if the law of attraction and manifesting stuff is also another judgment? Interesting idea. Expand on that one. Okay. So this came up earlier today in in an interview I did, and somebody brought this up to me, and it forced me to look at it, which is why I'm bringing it up. Because if life is a reflection of uh, versus an attraction, you see. Mm-hmm. You're you're reflecting what is internal. You're reflecting what is. We know mm-hmm. that that is also true. It's a mirror. We are our life mirrors us. Whatever is going on inside of us is reflected. That's what is happening. Okay. Attraction, or so, is that a judgment on it? Is that hard? Well, why did I manifest this? Why did I manifest this? Or is that a judgment on that? Is this another attachment to an outcome? I'm curious right now. I'm looking at some of these factors and looking and seeing, am I being too hard on myself? Well, I think you're safe on that one. That Because we are usually too hard on ourselves. You, well, you, it, it, you know, you, you, you can't really err too far that way. Yeah. And so that's where the whole questioning, I'm curious, could this be another form of judgment that we are condemning ourselves to by taking on this, this look of, well, I have this, this crap happening. How did I, how did I manifest this? Or is this, 
wow, I love this. This is showing up for me so that I can see this is happening inside of me and that I need to shift it. And maybe the shift is in the manifest. That's that manifestation because then you see what it is you've made space to let what it is in that you're actually desiring versus the the tug of war of right and wrong again of Mm -hmm. why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I do this? So that's why that came up for me because it was like, well, is this an internal judgment? Is, am I looking at this? Maybe is there another way to look at this is what I, what I was feeling today. Am I needing to see this differently? Because in beating myself up, that in itself lowers our vibration. It does. No doubt about it. And when I get into situations and I go, how the hell did I manifest that? Like there was this guy I was talking to, dude, he was so freaking awesome. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm single. I mean, I'm the whole, I, uh, by choice, by choice for years. Mm -hmm. And so I met this guy and he was like, so cool. And I really liked him and all the ducks in a row, all these great connections and synchronicities, except for one, the married part. Oh, well, yeah, that is a rather difficult one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I sat there and started doing this to myself. Well, how did I attract it? And I started doing that whole Mm -hmm. beat up thing, you see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So rather than that, maybe maybe it's better to possibly be curious what's going on inside of me that I... That, that it was even showed up, that it's there for me to see, that it's just another piece for me to look at, to decide how is, how is this going to work or not work for me? Maybe I, maybe I didn't, maybe it's a reflection of some stuff going on in me. I well, not, I'm you, still you, figuring you, it out. You, you have, you have brought up a, an interesting topic here. And I think there's two pieces that are relevant. You already mentioned one of them. The one that uh-huh. you mentioned is the morality side, attaching morality. You know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it, is it right? Is it wrong? Yeah. That's, that, that's certainly going to mess you up, you know, no matter what. Right. Um, so the moment that we can move away from that morality piece, we're doing well. The second part, and I think this is kind of my way of expressing what you're just touching on. I call it keeping score. I would, I, sometimes I need to keep score. I feel like to you know, keep score. Well, you know, how many of my manifestations have shown up lately? Well, that one didn't show up. What's wrong with that one? Something wrong with me, maybe, you know, and, and all of a sudden in keeping score, what am I doing? I'm lowering, lowering my vibration. Yeah. I'm worrying about whether or not the thing has manifested yet. Mm. You know, like yesterday on the show, Dan Mangana did the show with me yesterday. Um, on yesterday's show, um, I read a manifestation story from an ebook that a bunch of us put out a couple of years ago. Um, we called it Your Daily Dose of Happy, Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction. And it was 55 manifestation stories. And uh, the reason I, I brought it up yesterday is because uh, we, I, we have a, an LOA Today app, and I had added it to the app. So I was letting the app holders know, you know, you can go look up these manifestation stories. So I read one of them, and it was the story uh, of uh, somebody who was a former co-host of mine who runs an art center in Middletown, Connecticut, a little nonprofit-type operation. They have um, lots of musical acts. They have art shows. They have poetry readings, yoga. I mean, they have a variety of, you know, kind of like new agey stuff. And it's a story about how, you know, most of their stuff there is donated and so forth. And, and they had this old piano that the artists would use when they would come in. It was really beat up and it, it didn't really sound great. And, and they had a piano tuner who was always working on trying to keep it up. But uh, they had some really high high quality world-class pianists come in and one of them said, you know, as much as I like coming here to help you, I really don't want to perform again because the piano just isn't up to snuff. Mm. And, you know, I'm used to practicing on a Steinway, you know, and, and I, I mean, I just can't, I can't play that piano. And Amory felt, you know, she, she, first of all, she was mortified. And second of all, she instantly decided they needed to manifest a Steinway. You know, mm. they, they just needed to get a better piano. It took three years they manifested oh, wow. a Steinway as a donation. And, and that's basically what the story was about, how that happened. Um, now that's the point, cool. It is cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there, and there are a couple of things that are cool about it. The first is it's not your typical manifestation story. Well, I manifested money or, you know, a fabulous career or a new home. Or, no, it, it was a Steinway for a community arts project, you know, so kind of out of the norm. Secondly, it didn't have any magic wands in it. There was no unicorns. 
it took three years for it to happen. And she's just stayed true to her thing all that time. I guarantee you, not one time during that three-year period did she take score. Well, it hasn't shown up yet. Jeez, I wonder why it hasn't shown up yet. That's keeping score. She didn't do that. She just kept going and let it be what it was going to be and just kept bringing in musical acts and art shows and poetry readings and yoga teachers and all this other kind of stuff and just kept doing her thing. And then the magic happened, but it happened in a way that almost seemed normal because some guy called up saying, you know, I've heard about your group there and I had this Steinway. I was going to sell it, but I really would like it to go someplace where it's going to get used well. You know, it's going to get regular appreciation and so forth. And and so they worked it out so that he could donate the piano to her, her art center in downtown Middletown. I mean, it was, just, it was almost natural the way it happened. Right. Now, could that have happened if she had been keeping score all the way? I doubt it. Probably not because then you're staying in a space of lack. Yeah. Because you, you don't have it. And we know that that doesn't work. But what I'm curious about is what comes up for me, I'm thinking about that, is the belief system. If mm. you believe it is true, if you believe it's possible, do you truly believe it's possible? And I think that that's a key. She probably believed that it's really possible for them to actually have this happen. I've had. I I have a couple of them. I had a no car for a while. It was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And where I was at at that time, somebody was letting me use their car. And I took care of their car like I took it, like it was my own. Mm-hmm. Treated it with respect and all those things. I worked on this belief system that I believed I had a car coming and but I also believed that it was possible, but I truly, truly, deeply knew that. Have you ever known something because you're going to move a mountain and that you're going to make it happen? The action required to make it happen. Now, how did I get the car? I did an action. I applied for a loan, and lo and behold, it got approved. I, I, I bit the bullet and said I'm going to take on payments, and I and I got the car. Mm-hmm. But it was a, the actions that required, you know, and sometimes we don't know what the action is. Then you know you want something. Then you think, well, I haven't gotten that yet, but I'm doing all the things it tells me to do. Well, it's belief, our belief in ourselves, our belief in ourselves. I truly think it is. So I think that they had a real belief in what they did. I think they believed in their art center. I think the energy was probably really strong around their art center. I think they were doing really good work. Mm-hmm. And I think that deservingness and worthiness completely. Does that mean if you don't get what you're manifesting that you're not worthy of it? No, you just may not believe that you actually deserve it. Well, also, I think we have to remember a belief is a thought. It's, it's like Abraham totally. teaches, you know, a belief is a thought that you think over and over again. Well, early on, when you first started building that belief, it was probably a true belief, but it may not be particularly strong yet. It hasn't yeah. really taken hold, so to speak, of your, your psyche and your mental process and your, your mind and so forth. But if you stay with it, she stayed with it for three years. You know, she posted it on the website. We're looking for a donation of a Steinway. You know, she talked it's about her, her friends. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but it was, it was also building the vibration over time. She was building it to, it, it was getting stronger and stronger and stronger time. because she didn't fight it. She just kept believing it was going to be there. And and I, I think if you were to ask Anne-Marie, where was her belief level in at the end of the three-year period compared to where it was at the beginning of the three-year period? She'd tell you it was super strong at the end yeah. of it compared to the beginning of it because it had, had that time to build up, you know? Yeah. So so really, really it, wasn't, cool. it, wasn't, it wasn't so much how much resistance she had. It's how long did it take her to get the vibration to the level she needed to get it at? Because it took a while. She had to build it. She uh-huh. had to build herself, basically. She, I mean, you talk about going within. She had to keep going within and just keep basically convincing herself, yes, it's happening. Yes, I believe it's coming. Yes, I'm so excited about it. And building that excitement over time. And yeah. when she did it far enough, the piano showed up. And it was a Steinway, for goodness sake. I mean, this is not a cheap piano. Those things go for tens of thousands of dollars. These are expensive pianos. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And I love and I love that. And but I, I, I think and she took massive action though too. You know She did. But the well, action was it was it was congruent and in line with what she'd already been doing. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. But that's kind of the that's kind of the thing too. But um 
I I can only I can only think of uh I can only think that that must have been the most amazing experience for her to finally get to that space where she saw that happen. But it really I do think that it probably was momentum and building it. Absolutely. And yeah. Belief belief over time belief in ourselves and yes. and what we can what we can and can't accomplish. You know, have you ever had like I I said spirituality gone wild and it was a word. Sure, that's where it starts. There's a word. Everything in our it, that's what another thing that hit me lately. It's like everything we once imagined, everything is something this right here was imagined mm-hmm. in somebody's brain. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting this thing I'm sitting in. Right? Yeah, like everything out there was imagined at one point and now it's so the imagination then and thinking about all the things that are possible but that belief you're right about beliefs beliefs are just they they are they, that's what we can shift and change right and we can imagine you're you're hitting on a very important Point and a very important topic there. Yeah, the imagination is powerful. And and what you just did, you, you're sitting in this beautiful, um, um, comfortable floating. I'll call it a vacation chair. It's more. It, it that's not what the official name is, of course, but that, that's what I'll call it because it looks just so much like a vacation chair. Um, and you're right. Somebody imagined that. Somebody else also attracted it because you're sitting in it, so you're the one who attracted it. And mm-hmm. that's what I like to remind myself. I'm just sitting right now in my office, which is pretty much a nondescript office. I mean, it's got the usual stuff. It's got some lamps. It's got a couple tables. It's got the computers and it's, you know, it's got my little green screen and all this stuff. And I like to remind myself, yeah, sure. I went out and bought all that stuff, but I manifested it. I need to keep reminding myself. I manifested all of that stuff because we have this tendency as human beings to think that if we went out and bought something or if we went and earned money for something, we didn't manifest what we bought with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have that tendency. It's really important, I believe, to remind ourselves, yes, all of it is a manifestation, not just the, the unicorn stuff, all of it. The it's most blase yep. stuff in the world, we manifested it. And, and once we understand that deep down, I mean, talk about building a belief and building the momentum of belief over time. When we, when we stay with that, at least I'll speak for myself, as I have stayed with you know, appreciating the fact that I manifested all this stuff, including the stuff that I didn't really want to manifest, but I did it. I manifested all of that stuff. The belief builds over time mm-hmm. and the, the recognition builds over time. And most importantly, the appreciation builds over time. Right. It becomes easier to be grateful for the fact that I, I manifested this really boring old calculator that I don't use anymore. You know, but I did manifest it. And yep. when I first started appreciating that, I think I started doing this about three years ago. It felt nothing. I had no feeling attached to it. I tried. It's not like I, I didn't know it was important to do that. I did know. But I just couldn't actually feel that there was anything important about it. But after three years of practicing recognizing that I manifested all this stuff that I see in this office every single day. Now, when I hold this, this old calculator that I never use anymore, that I could probably just throw out because it's useless to me. I have it in my, in my smartphone. Now they got a calculator in there. Why do I want to have. have this calculator? You know, but now I have a feeling associated with this. Where did that feeling come from? It came from repeatedly recognizing I manifested this. I manifested this. Mm-hmm. And did I, was I the one who invented it? No, somebody else did. Somebody else imagined it. And I attracted what they imagined. How right. cool is that? It is. That is super cool because we get to, and, and if our life is a reflection of what's in going on inside of us, then like is when we started, it, it it is just, it's another way to look at manifestation is your Mm -hmm. is the reflection and for some in my life i look at the reflection and i look at my home and i look at everything else and i go hot damn Mm -hmm. like there's some i have some really cool stuff going on but as far as um what i like even today this is this is reflecting this is manifesting this is 
knowingness inside that I am, life is worth living, Mm, you know? Yes. So one of the things I got stuck in the law of attraction with was, so I get a little, I get a little bit obsessed on, you know, kind of. You too, really? (laughs) God, Walt. Obsessed on, on this and that. And then I forget to live and Mm. I forget to enjoy the things that I've already, I'm already living in my manifestation from yesterday. I'm already there. You know, it's like gaining weight, which I, I did recently, or I think a lot of people did, but I, I did too. I'm not dealing with the extra 20 pounds from yesterday. I'm dealing with the extra 20 pounds from a month ago. Mm. I'm dealing with stuff that, that, that I am, you know, when I get, so when we get ready and we get, we start out sometimes, yeah, we'll, we'll get that cup of coffee manifest, we'll get whatever, but we sit there and wonder and you're playing that, that game well, that you were playing. Right. Right. But really it just takes time. It took three years for them to get their piano patience and but learning to live and enjoy and embrace your life where it sits in appreciation in gratitude and that's what you were getting to i think the point was really is that appreciation factor and, and it, pre- i agree with abraham too by the way on the word patience i they, they don't like the word patience and i agree with that i i don't like patience either because patience can still have a lack side to it i think of it as anticipation mm. Well, anticipate, so I read. It has a different feel to it, you know? Well, I, I love that. Patience to me means peacefulness within. Oh, okay. Well, then if, yeah, I could see that would have a, no lack attached to it because peacefulness just feels, it feels so good. Yeah. I don't view, so my view of, um, and I also don't listen to anybody or anything and take it as God Mm -hmm. or as whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be the one that I will be the one most likely that's going to sit back and question and be curious. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. And yeah. I love Abraham's work, but I think that and I love David Strickle's work, the stream of David, and I love a lot mm-hmm. of people's work. Yeah. But, but really, it comes down to our own. Like, I, I love that patience doesn't resonate with you. With me, patience to me means the willingness. When I have patience... I'm not attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's what it is. So I think it's just how that we view a word. You know? Well, sure. Of course. I mean, any word, it, it doesn't matter what the word is. I mean, the word could be apple, right? And if, if you love apples and I hate apples, it's the same apple, it's but same you, just, apple. you just like the apple and I don't like the apple. That's it's, all it is. It's exactly. a different preference. Exactly. Um, when the, the one thing I think most human beings can agree on is the word appreciation. I think the one yeah. thing I do love anticipation. I use that in lieu of expectation. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with the word expect, expect, thing, expecting, okay. Antis, anticipating. Yes. Expecting. No. What is expecting him? I'm curious. Because expecting to me is like, I expect that to happen. I'm attached to that happening. Just like oh, that. I see. Okay. You see? Right. Oh, I expect that. I'm attached to that. And if I'm attached to that, there is no flow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I could see that. Again, again, it's yeah. just, it's just word. It's just a word. It's just like mm-hmm. how, but it's more about that meaning and what does that feel like for you? But uh, anticipation, appreciation, those are two. Those two key words, like anything that you can anticipate, anticipation is, see, that's going back to your imagination because if you can just be an anticipation mm-hmm. of it, you don't really, you're anticipating, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just anticipating and it's going to mm-hmm. be cool as hell. Right. Yeah. If I'm expecting it, well, I expect that I'm probably going to get the job and that this is going to happen. And that's all there is to it. I expect that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning with $5,000 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm anticipating an, a large amount of money to get into my account tomorrow. And I'm anticipating that flow of energy versus the attachment word, which that's what I look at that word with um, to expect something. I think the way I think about the same thing is, 
Uh, I know a lot of people talk about the power of words, and I understand what they're talking about. We're kind of talking about that here, too. Yeah. Um, but the tricky thing is they're words, and words can, like we've been displaying here, they can mean different things to different people. So I don't worry so much about the words. In fact, I try not to worry about anything. I don't even concern myself with the words. I think about what's the vibration. Because mm-hmm. look at the way you used the word anticipation in that little uh, bit you did there. For you, anticipation was anticipation. Yeah, it's exciting. But if it had been oh, anticipation, that's an entirely different vibe. Well, yeah, if you're like, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. You know, so the question really isn't what the word was. The question is, what's the vibe behind it? If your what's vibe your inten- is great. What's your, inti- what's your intention? Yeah. How does it feel to you? I mean, it, well, that's the Neville Goddard concept. Assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Not the wish fulfilled. Assume the feeling of it. What does it feel like? Because yeah, when yeah. you feel it, you're basically tapping into either the higher vibration or the lower vibration. And now, and that's the easy thing. That's, that's the easiest thing to detect. How do I feel about it? I don't, I don't even have to know what the definition is. How do I feel about it? Totally. If I feel good, go with it. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. You could, you could have, you could not even understand what somebody's saying because you don't even speak the same language. Right. And, and if the vibe, you feel it, you're right about that. I love that. I think that that is very true. I mean, if I, I were I to really describe do. something, if I were going to describe something as gruntacular, would that feel really good to you? No. Or that feel, well, what if I said it was grontacular? Right. It's tonality. You don't need to know what grontacular means. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. No, you don't. It's the tonality of yeah. what you're doing is, is that tonality. And what your intention is behind the tonality of what you're saying exactly. is where if you look at Don Miguel Ruiz's work and, it, and he talks about word, word being magic or black magic, you know, you, what mm. do you want it to be for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I love his work because when he talks about word, he, that's what he's talking about, your intention. Right. Your tonality. What is it that you're meaning? What is the that you're attaching it to? And 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 really, word. All that is is just. It really is. It's just that vibrational feeling of of it. You could say anything. I could say. <laughs> it doesn't freaking matter. Your it doesn't know. No. You <laughs> could say. I mean, I make up words like loveitude, which is love's attitude, which is gratitude. So I call Ooh, it loveitude. Nice. Loveitude, yeah, yeah, totally, right? That has a good feel to it. Loveitude. Well, you know, what kind of attitude? I got my loveitude on. I'm good. Mm. Yeah. I make stuff up just because. But yeah, you know, this is the 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 way that we look at things. That you just you said one of the most important things in the whole wide world. How does it make you feel? Exactly. Does it matter what it makes? No. Not really. No. Nope. I mean, we, we enjoy what, like, just now we did a little thing where we both had the same feeling about, you know, a particular word. And that's fun. I mean, that's really, really fun, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if you felt a way, one way, you know, if you, if you enjoyed the apple and I didn't enjoy the apple, there's no skin off my nose and there's no skin off your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I have, I remember I, Bob Miller, uh, I'll never forget this. He had never eaten an egg in his life. Really? Never oh my eaten. God! How do you manage that? I don't know. That's really I don't weird. Know. <laughs> He's no longer on this earth plane, but I remember like I would go to visit him in San Diego. He was Mister Practice Gratitude Success. Okay, I I loved it, and he never ate an egg. And wow. I would go to his house, and I'd be like, he'd be making sausage and bacon. I'd be like, "Where's the egg?" Oh my. And he'd say, I don't eat eggs. And I'd be like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't eat eggs? I mean, that's fine. <laughs> My mom doesn't like eggs. I get, okay, you don't like eggs. But how do you know you don't like eggs? You've never even eaten never eaten one, right? <laughs> and he's like, I've lived on this earth like 63 years. And no, I've never eaten an egg. And I'm just not going to eat the egg. And I'm just like, all right, don't eat the egg. <laughs> just... <laughs> He obviously but, didn't feel like he was missing anything. He wasn't missing. He just didn't want to eat the egg. Sometimes, but that's, it. there's no, it doesn't matter. It that's doesn't. the whole thing. You don't want to eat the egg. Don't eat the egg. Yeah. You want to eat the egg? Eat the egg. Doesn't matter. 
how does it make you feel? How yes. does it make you feel? And I think that in, in the law of, in, in law of attraction work, and I think that in just life, mm-hmm. if, if we can really narrow that down, how do, how does this make me feel yeah. truly? And asking ourselves that question. And, you know, the other flip to that is what's real for another human. What's real for Bob? He didn't want to eat the egg. What was really real for him? Am I going to judge that he doesn't want to eat the egg? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, right. What's the point? Am of I going to judge? Yeah, am I going to judge that he didn't want to eat the egg? Or am I going to think about, hmm, what might be real? Hey, Bob, I'm curious. How come you never ate an egg before? So I don't know. I did. I got curious. The law, it's, it, it, it is the curiosity factor. Always asking questions. Why didn't you think, rather than judging anyone ever for anything, ask them why. Get curious what's real for them. And for him, he never had just never ate one. He And he was just like, uh. And at that point, just the idea of eating the egg kind of grossed him out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, don't eat the egg. Okay, I got you. Yeah, sure. But it was, but I never once sat in there and judged, well, you're just an idiot because you won't eat a fucking egg. Right, right. an egg. I can't believe you won't eat the egg. Have you tried it? Have you eaten it? How do you know you don't? I could have pulled Mikey on him, you know. How do you know you don't like it if you never even tried it? You know, Mikey doesn't like it. I don't know. For all of you old enough to know, that was from, remember, Life Cereal. Life, life Cereal commercials. Oh, yeah. She's right. But that falls into the the idea of the judgment. And the mm-hmm. judgment is another thing. When you talk about our vibration, anything that is shame, blame, judgment, criticisms, right. or any of those are the ego-based things. And those are the the lower vibing words. But we shift that over to the willingness to be curious, to be accepting, to be appreciative, to be understanding, and to, to acknowledge ourselves and other human beings you know but to stay out of the judgment zone and it is by nature we judge things right well actually i wanted to touch on something there because you mentioned you mentioned earlier how you're not crazy about expecting yeah i'm not crazy about the way the word judgment is used yeah yeah right okay because judgment when you go back to the original meaning of it to judge is simply to discern What we mean by judgment, and I totally get what you're saying, what we mean when we use the judgment these days is we mean condemnation. That is a definite, I, I, that's a deeper meaning of that word, and I think it's a more, uh, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. And it confused me for the longest time having conversations with people who were talking about, well, you don't really want to be judging. I'm thinking, why not? We're judging all the time. We're discerning. Do I like this? Don't I like that? You know, what, what's this? What's that? That's, that's judgment. But then I realized, oh, no, no. They mean having the moral component attached to the judgment, the condemnation, yeah. the finger wagging. Well, yeah, yeah. You attached that to it. I agree with you. I don't like judgment either. <laughs> but for right. me, I like the word judgment. I, I think, I don't think of it that way. I think of judgment as just choosing, selecting. Again, you're on, and again, we're talking about, that it's just a word exactly it's exactly. just a freaking word i love that judge okay so now we know that we can look at judgment in a different way right we have we another perspective there's another perspective which is a way to let go by the way that's a way of, of releasing that that attachment that we were talking about because if right, we don't just right. attach to oh judgment always has to be this way if we don't do that nope. all of a sudden a little bit of attachment just went away there you go Right there. I love yeah. that because when we aren't attached to something, when we're allowing flow, because we're, if we're always growing, that's another thing about Bob I loved, mm-hmm. is, was he believed that we could grow, inspire, encourage others, that we were able to be that. We could grow, allow, inspire, encourage, love, and share. He called it the Gales. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah. He was such a good guy, and he was just so kind. Mm. Um, but but it's true, and like this conversation here today has all been about letting go yes. of of maybe what this belief system looked like, or that one looked like, or it's an encouragement to look at things a little bit differently. It's just to allow flow, you know that ri- to be rigid, to be rigid. You'll break. You know, if, if you if you see these trees out here, 
like I don't you can see that tree right there yeah oh you yeah know? it's beautiful and it's it's gently you see how it's blowing mm-hmm isn't that beautiful now if that were a more rigid tree petrified tree right that didn't have as much life in it and the wind was hard it was blowing it would break the branch mm-hmm because it's not soft and supple and flowing. Right. Yeah. When we're when we are rigid and hard and not allowing life to flow through us. I love it. We can break versus allowing the flow and the gentleness of the breeze and the gentleness of life to to come through us. Along like I mean another example is water. Water is soft if you allow it to run, but it is also the most powerful thing ever. It is. It's amazingly powerful. You, right. So, oh. I mean, and we have water out here, you know, that's beautiful. Again, but to just, but to be like the water, to be mm. like the supple, the just to be in the subtle nature of the tree, which is why I think that it's so important to be out in nature. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, but perspective is like the shift and that flow. That's all it is. And, and to release ourselves from not having to be right about it, well, heck. <laughs> well, well you, you gave us the title. I, I'm always looking for what the title of an episode is so I can title it when I publish it. You gave me the title. It's Letting Go and Allowing the Flow, and that's a beautiful title. I dig that. Yeah. This is so much fun today. I, I I always love hanging out with you. I enjoy hanging out with you, too. I mean, it's, it's I, well, it's one of the reasons I asked you to be a co-host, mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you the way I was selling you to the audience who didn't know you necessarily may not have heard that episode last fall. I was saying she is an immensely powerful being in a small body and, and you just demonstrated it again. You, you have this ability to just glow. You just glow with what you're talking about. So thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you for joining the team here. We really appreciate it. And wow. you would actually, you and I, after we're done here, we're going to be talking about, you know, how, I'm going to be joining your team. We're going to be joining your team. It's going to be like a merge going on here. Yeah, we have a lot of great, we have a lot of great stuff happening out there um, in uh, virtual land. It's amazing. I want to appreciate the, the, the way that you see me though, because you know, there's something really, really, really important that I want us all to remember. And that is you can't see something you're not. Mm. It's important. There's no point of reference. So you shine and you are bright and you glow in that body of yours and you allow it to come through. And and I love that because that is who we are. And that's another reason to stop and appreciate other people in life mm-hmm. ju- just because. And if COVID has taught anybody anything as the appreciation factor and that right there is is it gratitude does change everything yes shifts it all but yeah i think you just nailed it the fact is that this last year for all the frustration people have been experiencing they everybody no matter who they are no matter what they understand even if they know nothing about what you and i talk about here everybody appreciates more the stuff that they weren't appreciating before totally I, I complete, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and, but, and today was just how to be human a little bit easier. Yeah. Just how to do the human thing, but how to, and it could change tomorrow. It will. That's oh, yeah. the fun of it. That's where it gets cool. It's like, what's going to happen tomorrow? I can hardly oh, wait. I don't even know right now. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I I do know that the rest of today is going to be one of more glorious appreciation because I've got to spend more time with you, and I love that. I love it, too. And and I've mentioned how doing a show always picks me up. Boy, it picked me up today. So thank you for the pick-me-up. It was fun. We got to we – got, we unpacked some stuff, man. We yeah. Like, I love being curious, though. It's fun. And now as I get to know you more, you know, I get more and more curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, save that curiosity. Keep it going because we're going to do it again next week. 
It's going to be Yay. good stuff. Hey, by the way, just want to remind everybody, uh, for those of you who have already downloaded the app, make sure you check out that ebook that we added. It's the third ebook that's now included in the app. For those of you who haven't downloaded, what the heck are you waiting for? Download the app. It's free. It doesn't cost you a penny. And you get all this cool stuff. We, we have three ebooks, an audio course and a video course on that app. In addition to all of the episodes, the most 25 episodes recently published for LOA today. And it's going to keep getting added to. So. Get the other way to the AF people. It's free. It's on every platform. I love it. Oh, Debbie, it's been great. I love it. I look forward to talking to you again next week. And thanks for joining the team. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of our listeners as well, because without you, hey, we wouldn't have a podcast. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.